The world as we know it for young people is changing rapidly. We've been challenged by the pandemic, the unfolding climate crisis, as well as bearing the brunt of many systemic problems facing society. Two weeks ago, the Youth Affairs Council of Victoria hosted a two-day conference called Reshape Our Future. I'm going to run through some of the key takeaways from the event and give some context to the issues that were spoken about. First up, we heard from Victorian Youth Minister Ross Spence about the government's new youth strategy. Importantly, we need a plan to improve how we listen to young people. Not always asking young people to raise their voices, but for all of us collectively across government and the sector to listen to young people on the issues that matter to them and their future. We've carried this ambition into consultation and the development of the new Victorian youth strategy, which I look forward to launching later this year. The strategy will be ambitious, it has to be. It will strengthen and unify how we work across government with the youth sector and with young people themselves. Embedding young people and their experiences into the ways that we work. Earlier this year, I was privileged to host a series of roundtable discussions with young people as part of our strategy consultation. I was really heartened and grateful for the insights and the honesty that roundtable participants showed in these sessions. And to me, this was testament to the value that young people's perspectives add to the design and the delivery of government's programs and policies. The design of this strategy could see improved consultation between the youth bodies and government on issues such as diversity and leadership, climate change, disaster response, and how to address issues to do with youth mental health. The applications for Youth Congress 2022 are open until September 13. The Youth Congress is a key stakeholder in the youth strategy's implementation. To get involved with the youth strategy, you should think about applying. Current Youth Congress member Otis Heffernan-Wooden spoke about his experience during the conference. In, I've been on Youth Congress for around a year now. Um, in this course of the year, I have learned more about how government works, how things function, how to achieve change in the community. Um, I'm confident I've learned more in the year than I will in my three-year uni degree. Um, so yeah, Youth Congress, best thing I could have ever done. And I really encourage anyone else who's got contacts who are young people or who are young people themselves, um, reach out, apply for it. Uh, what have you got to lose? Next up, the conference featured issues about ethical youth work and innovative justice. After the Australian government rejected calls from the United Nations Child Rights Committee and other countries to raise the age of criminal responsibility, there's been a lot of public discourse about justice in First Nations communities, as well as the police's role in relation to youth offending. Lawyer and head of the Specialist Children's Court Prosecution Unit at Victoria Police, Laura Chip, spoke about an innovative youth justice program in New Zealand called Oranga Tamariki. What they really looked at was did a lot more intervention around the funding, the family. So working out, well, why is this young person not going to school? And then they worked out along with the police and there was youth aid. So specialist police force was the second recommendation that I, I um, strongly suggest for this model to work. And these are people that live and breathe youth and get it and understand and want to give these kids a chance. And they almost become peer workers. And I know that that does scare a lot of people for creeping and, and what type of um, 
the role the police should play. But in, in New Zealand, this it was almost foreign to them um, the way that our system worked with, with some of the stories that I told them with operational um, police and, and the division um, that, that our community has with the role that police do play with young people. The conversation has grown since the National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Legal Service changed the record and Human Rights Law Centre condemned the Australian government's ongoing failure to raise the age and make substantial change. Lawyer Laura Chip also highlighted the exuberant costs of holding young offenders in custody. The cost of incarceration for a young person in Victoria here is around half a million dollars a year for them to be remanded or to spend in custody. Uh, so it works out to you about $1,500 a day. How better could we utilise that? That could pay for housing for a whole family. That could pay for um, a taxi for that young person to go to school, a limousine. That could pay for food for the whole family. That could pay for every course, every support service privately funded. Um, so we've got to open our eyes and just see that only way is justice reinvestment. Another innovative program mentioned at the Youth Affairs Conference is the Karingamaj Institute at the Richmond Football Club. The Institute develops Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander youth leadership. Head of programs at Karingamaj Institute and Palawa woman Angela Burt spoke about the program and its capacity to help individuals make change. What we know is consistent at both ends, whether we're looking at um, post-offending or pre-offending, what our role there is to connect into community. So the, the greatest thing that we can possibly do is connect them into places of strength that already sit there. So we, we provide part of the service. Um, we provide visible role models, um, attainable role models, but we also know that the strength that many of our young Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander um, people that have been involved in the justice system, the disconnection from community is probably the one thing that is working against them. Ten years ago, the words Karingimaj, meaning grow and emerge, were gifted to the Institute by Wurundjeri elders. The Institute has contributed to the growth and support of over 200 young people. It's really important to, to highlight that Karingimaj Institute is a strength-based uh, strength institute. So when we speak about our youth and, and their rights um, and their responsibilities, we come at a place where we have um, high expectations. We deliver a range of training and experiences and expose people to things which uh, fall without, outside of their comfort zone um, and potentially uh, take them to a place where they can see different possibilities. The Youth Affairs Council conference featured many important issues facing Australia's youth. If you would like to read the program or get in touch with any of the speakers, search www.yacvic.org.au. Emil Pavlich, Panorama. Sin Media.